Welcome to a brand new Legacy Leagues podcast where we're going to be taking a look back at some of our favorite games that have happened over the past nearly four years of Legacy Leagues action between Connecticut and the Rhode Island Leagues. Our first game might be the best comeback we've ever seen, that's for sure, and maybe the best one we'll ever see between Lob City and the Werewolves in the Winter 19 Finals. It took an 18-4 run in the final minute of the fourth quarter for the Werewolves to come back. And that's an insane comeback in any game, let alone a championship game, where then the game did go into double overtime and Lob City came out on top. But let's start the podcast. Welcome to the Rewatchables. This is the Legacy League. Tell me your legacy be. My name's Joey Zacco. I'm here with Christian Martinelli. Christian, how's it going, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty good with everything considered, Joey. <laughs> it's great to see you again. It's been a while. I miss yeah. you, but I'm happy to be here, man. Yeah, and uh, you know, looking ahead really quick, the summer should be fun. Um, whenever things yeah. do get going, um, we're going to be back in Rhode Island and Connecticut. But yeah, let's go back to that Winter 19 Finals. Um, feels like a while ago, but it was between Lob City and the Werewolves. We're going to do some different things here on the podcast. We're going to break down that game for you. The full game was on Facebook Live. We'll have a link in the description of this video where you can rewatch that entire game. But we'll break it down for you. And then we do have some awards to give out, like Best Heat Check best chemistry guy what age the best maybe a Tyler Cruz shout out who knows um so Christian first with this game it was the top seeded Lob City um who had dominated the league to this point that's for sure and the Werewolves a six seed who had to pull some upsets and we'll get into that to even get to this point but really quick you know when you rewatched the game what jumped out to you the the thing that really jumped out to me was Yes, obviously the first three quarters was totally dominated by Lob City, but we know that's not the story of the game. What jumped out was, to me, it was Brian Heston's just will to not give in whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That, that was really what jumped out to me. He pretty much put the entire team on his back in the final you know, five, six minutes of that game and carried that team all the way back in. Yeah. Um, that was this really was- the first thing I saw. Yeah, Brian Heston was awesome in this game. Um, there was a couple of players on Lob City who really had to make some plays when it came down to it. Uh, and, you know, Brian Heston was huge. And, and him and Dave Campbell, we'll get to what they did with that box score um, and all the scoring that they handled for this team. But, yeah. uh, you know, it was Brian Heston's, I mean, one of his best performances in the sense of showing everything he can do from, you know, offense defense guarding the other team's best player um, and making and taking some huge shots especially in the overtimes let's kind of recap the playoffs really quick so like I mentioned Lob City undefeated coming in the Werewolves had a four and five season and this was kind of before you know they started to add Brian Yarsi um, and all those other pieces but leading up to that you know we had our playoffs and you know Lob dominated the Werewolves in the regular season 73-54 um, in week four of the winter 19 season the Werewolves then coming in, you know, as I mentioned, a six seed. So that means they take on the three seed and a boom shakalaka team that was six and three that was doing boom shakalaka things. And um, the Werewolves yeah. were able to edge them out. Um, the classic Geno airplane um, highlight after uh, Connor Harrington dunked on boom to kind of seal that upset win and get them into the semifinals. Um, we'll kind of finish with the Werewolves here. They then take down the halfway crooks. And, you know, I just like torturing myself rewatching these games that just you know kill me inside but that was the halfway crooks they were eight and one that season their lone loss came to lob city in that season and they had brett cody and dylan lincoln missing 
from that semifinal game, but you have to play who's there. And the Werewolves did, and they took care of half the halfway crooks, upsetting the two seed there to get to the finals and face off against the undefeated Lob City. Lob City took down Duye's boys, who this was their first season. They were two and seven. So, um, you know, not a real yeah. big surprise there. They then took on the Swish Kebabs, and that was a great game. Lob City beat Swish by three. Swish Kebabs, a four seed. They were also six and three, just like Boom. So it was really those four teams the whole year. Lob City, Halfway Crooks, Boom Shakalaka, and the Swish Kebabs, who were really fighting for everything. And when the Swish Kebabs got that four seed, it was awesome to load that side of the bracket. Again, it, you know, pains me because of how awesome everything set up for the halfway crooks um, weren't <laughs> able to get there and it happens but that was an epic showdown in the semifinals the swish kebabs were up by 13 at the half against lob city in the semifinals Jeez. lob wow. city comes all the way back you know showing what they can do and you know you got um victor Cashew jr you know dub doing the air guitar after he hits a three in the yeah. fourth quarter of that <laughs> semifinal game that awesome highlight we have so that was that game it took everything for Lob City to get to the finals and keep that undefeated season alive. Uh, and now setting up the finals matchup, Dave Campbell, Brian Heston, Gino Forty um, against, you know, Lob City team that had, um, you know, Victor Cashew, Greg Holt, Cody Crawford, Mike Palumbo. Um, and it was really their first Cody, time yeah. getting that core together. So um, mm -hmm. the game starts off and, and we'll kind of go quarter by quarter here really quick. It was Lob City 21-13 after one. We had some interesting matchups where Brian Heston, like we talked about, guarding Victor Cashew Jr., which is a huge assignment to kind of neutralize yeah. him, and Dave Campbell on Greg Holt. And so those matchups played large later in the game. You know, um, Heston had a layup early after an off-the-glass alley um, by Lob City. So it was kind of starting to go back and forth like, all right, you know, as we expected, Lob City easily was going to be able to match up and kind of handle this team Cody, we had Cody Crawford yelling about Greg Holt. He's back after Greg hit a huge three in the first quarter because they played yep. a lot of games without Greg Holt. They would need him later in the fourth quarter, yeah. especially in that overtime Greg, for sure. Greg quietly went off in this game. Like, yeah. you know, usually when you think of Lob City, you think of Vic, you think of Cody, those guys because they're studs. But Greg is like that silent assassin. And, you know, like you said, he had a massive game for them. Yeah, 36 points for Greg Holt yeah. um, and, you know, a huge step back three that we're going to talk about for sure. That's one of mm -hmm. my favorite things to rewatch, and we're going to be putting that on social. But Heston had 41. Dave Campbell had 40. Um, that adds up to 81. It's crazy, of the 84. So we're yeah. going to get into the final box score when we get to that point. Um, Heston missed some free throws in the first quarter, which is crazy because this was the game he got fouled and had to hit three straight with zeros yeah. on the clock to force overtime. So just some cool ice in his veins, stuff. man. Yeah. And then an 8-0 lob run to close that first quarter. Um, and the, the refs, something that stood out to me at the end of the first quarter, the, the refs actually called a foul when lob was shooting a three on a jump shooter in a very similar mm -hmm. spot to where they were going to call the foul on lob city when Heston was shooting the three. So it's like, Oh, I've seen this. Yeah. Before. So, mm -hmm. you know, I credit the refs in that sense because it wasn't them, you know, trying to take over the game or doing anything out of the ordinary. This shows that, you know, they're calling the game the same way in the first as they were in the fourth, you know, in the final literally three, four seconds. Um, yeah, I love that because we see so often, like, not just in the league, any league, the NBA especially, we come down the stretch of a game and the refing totally changes. You can like maul people and they'll never call anything so 
I, I was actually – I really appreciated that call towards the end of the game. And like you said, it was consistent with earlier in the game. Now, if it was or was not a foul, kind of hard to tell from the camera <laughs> angle. But uh, you were there. I guess you would have a, a better sense of that than yeah, I Yeah, I think – I mean, and we're, that Heston three, a great inbounds play. Um, we're yeah, going to be there for sure, you know pressure on good pass the whole thing I don't think he let him land and we're gonna you know we'll, we'll get that clip up for you guys mm-hmm. um Heston was fouled down three and made all three to four so overtime and um talk about pressure but I think it yeah I think he got a little too close and either way they called it and, and life goes on That's so it. um That's second good. quarter not much to talk about because it was really dominated by Lob a 20 to mm-hmm. 9 quarter for Lob City 41-22 at the half. Really bad basketball, to be honest. Don't rewatch the second quarter. It's really funny. I'm <laughs> also doing the Winter 19 Finals in Connecticut, and it seems like the second quarter is when, whether it's more bench guys get in, and I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but don't watch either second quarter so far. Um, but, yeah, yeah a huge run by Lob City, and it was kind of them trying to take over the game and put the werewolves away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they totally – kind of that's when they like started their dominance on the game they kind of let them know we're the far superior team Mm -hmm. and we're kind of going to blow you guys out of the the building at that point it seemed like all right this is going to be a joke a little bit of an exhibition in the second half yeah um so coming out of half the werewolves down 19 and uh it was a really low scoring third quarter um 10 to 6 was the total scoring by both teams and the werewolves actually won this quarter which was huge so they end up entering the fourth quarter down 15, a ton of free throws in the third quarter. That, that helped slow things down. I think it was yeah. really big for the werewolves. I think if this, if this quarter had turned into a, to a track meet, um, it would not have been good. And there were you know, points in this quarter where the werewolves did play faster. And I think they came out of halftime like, look, we're down. We're going to have to play that style and, and hope that Lob misses shots and that you know, some things bounce our way because – they couldn't keep playing slow. And even though there wasn't a lot of scoring, that pace did start to pick up. And it surprisingly favored the Werewolves. Um, Lob yeah, City actually scored only one point in the last five or six minutes of this quarter. Um, and that wow. also helped. You know, their offense kind of staggered it a little bit. Um, and, yeah, Gansert's one point came in this quarter when he hit a free throw, which is one <laughs> of the three we talked about not scored by Campbell yeah. and Heston. Um, yeah. The third quarter, you know, it's it, the game started to turn, and, and you could see mm-hmm. the werewolves starting to figure out what they had to do to come back. Yeah, there was you could definitely see the, the gears turning, and and the werewolves' heads kind of seeing like, all right, you know, we can we can play this brand of basketball, we can win with them, and really, you know, not try and get too cute. Let's go to our main two guys, let's yep. push the ball, let's be aggressive, and you know, like like you were saying earlier, Heston on Vic. You know, it was playing great defense. Um, and overall, like, that's kind of when you kind of saw the game change a little bit. Um, not 100% because, you know, going into the fourth, you still thought this game is sealed. You know, they might make it a little interesting, respectable. But, you know, that that's kind of when the game changed and the werewolves kind of figured something out. Yeah, and like we talked about, it was a 14-point game with a minute left. So up until <laughs> that point, you're still like – it's right on that borderline of Lob's got it. They may not put them away because it's the finals, but they're still in control of this game and everything's fine. Um, We'll get to that insane run. And it may not have happened exactly how you would expect for a comeback to happen. There 
wasn't a ton of turnovers. There wasn't a ton of missed free throws. Um, I got all that, which is insane for the final minute to, to yeah. have, you know, 22 points between the both teams. Um, the fourth quarter actually starts at the 40 minute mark of our Facebook live. So that's a great point to tune in. Trust me. You don't really want to watch anything before that. Um, mm-hmm. Vic and Cody started on the bench for this fourth quarter when, again, Lob City had a 15-point lead. And you could hear me in the background as I'm filming the Facebook Live, like, now's the werewolf's chance to make a run. I mean, there's 10 minutes left. Those two are on the bench. This is it. I mean, you, you may not get a better chance. Um, Lob blew up their lead to 21. And I think that was the largest it got throughout possibly the entire game. Okay. It yeah. was 21 with 7.22 to go um, in the fourth quarter. And so, yeah. you know, from now on, we're not allowed to think a game's over ever, um, especially no. when you see these numbers. Um, you know, down 21, Campbell answers with a floater. So he was really doing everything. His shooting was huge. He was able to get mm-hmm. to the hoop. Heston was able to get to the hoop. Campbell gets an and one. Lob gets a bench tech with 6.28 to go. And they're still up 18. No, they got teched. No way. They did. They're right? Yeah. They surprise, would never surprise. talk to the refs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Campbell hits a corner three to make it 55 41 with five to go. Lob answers with a three. And so, again, they're kind of playing back and forth with this 13, 14, 15 point um, deficit. Heston layup. Heston gets a steal and a layup. They end up following Lob City 59 45 now. And so, again, whenever the werewolves follow, that clock is running. And so it's like, all right, yeah. I mean, it's fine. You stop the basket, but now it's like a minute off the game where they're just shooting free throws. Um, breakaway dunk by, by Victor Cashew Jr. makes it 61-49, Lob City. And then we kind of start seeing, I kind of put a star here. They cut it to nine. The Werewolves cut it to nine, 61-52 on a Campbell three with 248 mm-hmm. left. So you're like, all right, they got it to nine, under three to go. Yeah. Like now they can maybe some things go their way and they make it work. Currently who's in the game at this point, Joey Coro, who we forgot to mention so far, which he's the long lanky, okay. yeah. um, really oh, yeah. affecting some shots at the basket for sure by Heston and, and Campbell throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. Victor Cashew yeah. Jr., Justin Tabis, and Cody Crawford. So again, Greg Holt not in the game with 2.48 to go in the fourth quarter. He didn't play in the last 2.48 of the fourth quarter. He doesn't come until overtime. We'll get there. Um, that's one of our questions where it's like, what, how is, how did this happen? Who, who yeah. no, I don't know. Um, for the werewolves, it was Brad, Dave Campbell, Jared Ganser, and Brian Heston. So, you know, we'll get to Gino Forty in a second. He actually missed the semifinal game, was mm-hmm. away on vacation, comes back in the finals and is not himself. Uh, and so they ended up not even really playing him too much um, down yeah. this game. From, from what I remember him telling me is he was like, suffering with the flu or something in this game. Uh, I'm not 100% sure exactly, but I remember her mentioning to that to, at, at one point to me and being like, yeah, dude, I had an awful game. Like, it was just – I was way under the weather. And, you know, you know, the box score shows that, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a game that was awesome for his team. Yeah. I'm sure one that he wishes he could have some, some shots back because he had a ton of opportunities in that game too. He did. They were, you know, they were point blank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they get it back to 12. Cody Crawford hits a three off a screen with 228 left. Then it kind of goes back and forth and they bring in um, Connor Harrington for Brad. And so with like 230 left, they're trying to go with that length, that speed and, and make sure they get those rebounds. 
Mm-hmm. Hester misses a three with 148 left and Lob City up 12. Coral gets a layup. So, again, it's back to that 14-point margin with 124 left. And that <laughs> felt like the absolute dagger. Right, right. You're to like, me, right. I was like, that's it. That's right. it. Yeah. Minute 20. They gave, up, they gave a good fight. That's it. Yeah. Right. Um, Cody gets fouled. He makes them both. So, now it's back mm-hmm. to 14 after Hester makes a dunk. And then Dave Campbell gets a, gets a two-point basket. I think it was a little runner. 68-56. Cody's fouled and makes the second free throw to make it 69-56. And so there's that 13-point. This is kind of where that run starts, that 18-4 run. Heston hits a three to cut it to 10. Heston gets a steal on the backcourt. Airballs a three. So you're like, all right, well, that was a huge chance down 10. Yeah. They airballed, and now Mm -hmm. they have to foul. Joey Coro makes the first, misses the second, pushes it back to an 11-point game. You're like, that was huge. Huge Mm -hmm. missed opportunity on that steal. Campbell gets a fast break dunk. Gansert gets a near steal when they're pressing. So now you're like, all right, they're still trying to, you know, scrabble and make this happen. They foul Justin Tabas, who misses both free throws. I think that's the only time that anybody missed both free throws in this final minute. Yeah, everyone was kind of hitting. Yeah. The, the only, to me, the only thing Lob was doing wrong in this entire thing was they were kind of being a little crazy with their inbounds passes for one and two they were kind of pushing the ball they weren't really taking their time so those are really those were their two issues right there in my opinion like you said uh Ganser almost had the steal Heston did have the steal luckily those didn't hurt him too bad but honestly it was just kind of pushing the ball way too fast trying to make these layups when it wasn't necessary yeah yeah, if they had controlled the clock, it's almost like the Falcons, right? If you, like, knee it three right. times, you're almost better mm-hmm. off than, like, trying to do anything. Um, exactly. Lob only had three turnovers in the final minute. Eight, only three. Mm-hmm. And two of them came in the final eight seconds, which we're going to get there. Right. So this whole comeback really happened on, you know, splitting free throws and hitting threes. Um, so it's 70-61. Lob City's up nine. Tabas misses both free throws like we talked about. So lead is nine. And Campbell, they come down and bang a corner three. So now it's six. And now we're inside of 30 seconds. And they follow Cody Crawford. They have to follow right away. 14 seconds left. He makes them both. So it's an eight-point game with 14 seconds left. Werewolves scramble. Campbell gets a layup. They kind of let him go in and take the two instead of the three. They're going to trade Mm -hmm. two for two and kind of run out the clock. 8.5 seconds left. Lob has to inbound the ball. And then Justin Tavis throws it to the ref like he's going to check it with the ref. And it was a made basket. And so the ref kind of steps out of the way. And Tavis ends up throwing it away, like trying to give it to the ref, which was a crazy play. I was, I was trying to figure out what was going on because I was like, why is Lob arguing? Because what I thought was happening is I thought uh, whoever – I think it was Crawford he was trying to pass it into. I thought Crawford was trying to get position. He kind of, like, juked him out, went one way, passed it the other. No. But now that makes a lot more sense because the pass was directly to the ref, like not even near Cody. And, yeah, that's absolutely insane right. play. And that's, but, and that's one of their three turnovers, which is just like yeah. a fluke. Okay. Like a, a crazy thing. And so now 8.5 right. seconds left. It's a six-point game. And the werewolves get the ball back because on a made basket, the ref doesn't touch it. And so it's actually the right call. Mm-hmm. So they were just trying to, like, kill some time. I don't know. Heston hits a three at the top of the key after a Lob City timeout. Um, yeah. And so they come out of the timeout. Heston hits a three. So now it's a three-point game. 
So close. Burrow tries going deep to Cody Crawford, who then loses it off his knee as he's trying <laughs> to go in for like the layup. Yeah. Like rather than get fouled and pull it out, Cody Crawford right. the layup and they make a play and it goes off his knee. So now Werewolves have the ball down three with 1.3 seconds left because Lob City was going for a touchdown. Like mm. you would take that if you're the Werewolves after yeah. everything that's happened. So they call timeout. The ball advances to half court, three-point game. 1.3 seconds left. You really only have time for, I mean, a dribble, and the ball's got to go up. So it's really hard to get a three-point shot. They do a stack at half court, and Heston, like, fades away to, like, the right wing in front of the bench. So they're Mm -hmm. inbounding across from the scorer's table, so closest to the camera, and you're staring at Mm -hmm. the scorer's table and the benches. And Heston fades, like, right wing towards the bench. Good pass. Um, it was a great pass, yeah. And then he's fouled by um, Douche, they called him. So Mardouche Mond is still, and, and he's like a one-time <laughs> Lob City. you know. But he was in. He had some huge plays in that game. He hit a three earlier yeah. in the fourth quarter, I believe, and he's going to make a play in overtime too. But he doesn't really let him land. They call the foul, and they make three free throws. Heston makes all three with no, yeah. one, on the, no one on the line to send it to overtime. And like I mentioned, an 18-4 run in the final minute eight. Now we're going to overtime. So now yeah. the place is going crazy. It's not like the Duye's boys finals, but it's close. There's a lot of people there watching. Yeah. You can definitely hear it. Uh, and mm-hmm. now it's 72 all as we head into overtime. Um, that fourth quarter. I mean, you can't, Dude. you can't predict that. No, just, just going back to that, to that last play with 1.3 seconds left. Like I love, I don't know who, who drew that play up, but I thought it was genius, you know, if you have a guy that can make that pass because mm-hmm. you expect everything to be coming towards the ball because you only have, you know, not even two seconds. So you expect it to be a short pass. And, you know, Heston gets through all that traffic. He gets free. The pass is on the money. Mm-hmm. He gets up a good look. And like you said, you were there. He didn't really have room to land. So I have – no issue with that call at all. Actually, I actually like it because you get a ref until the end. And then, man, those those free throws are clutch. He didn't even look concerned about it. It looked like no. he knew he was going to make them. He put them all, all in, nothing but net, and uh, didn't even blink after he made them. He was like, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Great body language. And I forgot to mention, Heston's three almost went in. Forget. Yeah, it was close. It, it, mm. it banked and hit the rim yeah. and almost went in. And he got fouled. That would have been a whole different level of, oh my God. of, of stuff going on if they completed yeah. this comeback in regulation. Um, so now we get to overtime. It's, this is when Greg Holt checks in. And we're going to hear a lot from him in this overtime because the Werewolves had him. The Werewolves had him, had him oh. dead. Um, they Momentum were one or two so plays changed. away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Greg Holt, Cody Crawford, Victor Cashew Jr., and Joey Coro. And that's who they actually end up finishing the whole game with which is definitely their best lineup from this game. Definitely. Uh, no doubt. That's who should have been in, in this fourth quarter as well. Jared Ganser, Brian Heston, Dave Campbell, and Connor Harrington are the four for the Werewolves. So Connor Harrington wins the jump. So now the place is going crazy, all the momentum. We had the court kind of shifting, and it's, it's really fun. It's obviously easier when you're there to feel this, but there's like that metaphor of like it's like an uphill for one team and downhill for the other. And a lot of times Lob City can do that to a team where it feels like they're coming downhill at you and you're like fighting uphill. It's so hard to score against them. The Werewolves were able to flip this and they had a lot of momentum entering this overtime. I'll never forget 
like the place is going crazy and i'm like all right like do i really want to give this thing to the werewolves not really like I, you know i'm not I, I, not really we have our beefs like no i, I don't want to do this <laughs> they win the tip brian heston gets the ball dribbles down left wing pulls it and banks in a three and like yeah. three points in a two minute overtime is like 10 points like it's yeah so hard to score Huge. they end up scoring 10 points each in this overtime so that's its own separate super high scoring. Yeah. yeah. But he first possession banks in a three place is going crazy. Like all the momentum's with the werewolves. And I'm over here freaking out. Like, I don't, I don't really want to do this. Like <laughs> I like Brian Heston, <laughs> but I'd prefer not to have to do this. Um, then, so it's werewolves by three lob city has the ball. They're still composed because they're a really good team, but stuff's starting to fall apart. Heston blocks Greg Holt at the rim on the other end. So it's even more momentum building now. Mm-hmm. And then Heston comes down all the way down, almost has a breakaway, and gets fouled by Joey Coro. So now the werewolves can almost go up by five, you know, here in overtime. Yeah. And what really stood out to me at, while they're all at the free throw line, and Heston ends up splitting the free throws to give him a four-point lead, Lob's body language at that free throw line was not great. A lot of hands on the knees, a lot of – like looking at the refs versus like, you know, trying to like figure out how to correct it themselves. And right. that's like, you know, I was like, Oh no. Like, I, you know, when, when people's body language changes, especially when they're not professional athletes, normally is a really good sign of what's going on. And, you know, ended right. up being down four. Um, I'll keep going quick. Then we'll get to you. Dub lays it in at the yep. other end, which is a huge drive. And he, he goes right down, lays it in over everybody. So that cuts it to oh, 276. Aggressive. Yeah. Yep. Big play. Um, Cody Crawford trucks um, and goes into Jared Ganser. And so there's like yeah. a scrum there, which was like, we didn't know if it was aggressive going for the ball. Was it not? Ganser ends up missing both free throws. So that's huge. Um, so a two-point mm-hmm. game. Greg Holt goes in and forces a layup. He misses. Heston comes down and gets a layup. So now there's 110 left. And it's still werewolves by four, 78-74. Coro gets fouled going for a dunk by Connor Harrington. He makes them both to cut it to two with 110 left. A near turnover, but Heston ends up getting a floater. So now Heston's doing it all. He's hitting a three. He's blocking a shot, driving to the basket. Um, He had eight points in this overtime, eight of their ten. So he's doing it all. He hits a floater, brings it back to a four-point game, 80-76. to Then Greg Holt comes down. Talk about ice in your veins, man. Step back three over Heston. Yeah. Everyone just goes, oh, crap. Like, you can hear that in the whole play. Yeah. Lob actually takes sick. a timeout after that. Sick mm-hmm. play. Um, I owe Greg Holt for that one. Because if that doesn't go in, I think we have a different champion uh, in the winter Definitely. of 2019. Yeah. But that does cut it to 180-79. Lob ends up taking a timeout. That's their lone timeout of the overtime. So, that's a questionable call right there. 52 seconds left, yeah. down one, and you burn your one overtime. I know you can't, you know, I know you want to make sure you have things under control, but, you, you know, you might need that later. Um, the werewolves come out of that timeout, and Lob forces a travel, so they end up turning it over. And uh, Greg comes off a pick with Joey Coro and gets right in um, for a layup. So now it's actually Lob mm-hmm. by one. They erase that, you know, six straight points, erase the deficit, 81-80, Lob City. Campbell gets a layup after Lob tries to press. The werewolves break it. It's a pretty easy layup for Dave Campbell. And then uh, mm-hmm. 82 81 werewolves now. And Greg Holt misses a floater. 
Victor Cashew gets the rebound, is fouled. He splits the free throws. Heston gets the second free throw rebound. They call their one timeout with 7.9 seconds left. So now, Werewolves have the ball, tied game, 82 all. The first overtime, like, doesn't get better than this. You know, they come all the way back. No. Now you get a shot in a tied mm-hmm. game to win it. It was, a, it was a floater going left, like 13, 14 feet tough away. Shot, really, really, yeah. really tough shot. Um, He's going to make that like one time out of 10 at best. He just got he, – he got stuck too deep into the clock, and then he just kind of had to throw something up. And he was – unfortunately, he wasn't in rhythm because when right. he was in rhythm that entire fourth quarter in overtime, he was not missing. Right. So I lobbed did a great job to, to like push him off his spot and to get him to take that shot. Yep. And so um, the runner misses 82 all, we go to double overtime. And I say it a lot where, you know, werewolves had their chance to force overtime. Okay. Now we're in overtime. They have their chance to win. They don't win. You can't keep, you know, pressing reset and pressing your luck. And I think I said at some point, the longer this goes on, the more it favors lob city. Um, you know, you, you kind of, you got to take advantage of those chances and it's super hard to do that. Um, Holt had all seven points in the second overtime for Lob City. Off. Yeah. Um, and so Holt gets fouled on a pass. He actually misses both free throws. So it's still a tied game. Heston misses. Holt comes down and gets a layup. 84, 82. Campbell gets fouled and splits his free throws. So it's Lob by one. Gansert tries to take a charge. Gets called for a block. Greg Holt uh, misses the first and makes the second. So it's werewolves. I mean, a lob by two, 85-83. Dave Campbell gets fouled, splits the free throws, 85-84. Lob City still leads. Brian Heston switches his assignment and, uh, you know, is on the other side of Greg Holt now guarding him. Um, He ends Mm -hmm. up fouling Greg Holt here, who makes both free throws with 25.8 seconds left. 87, 84, Lob City. Greg ends up getting a steal on a pass that's going like a cross court uh, and yeah. actually breakaway dunk, and that ends up being the exclamation point. Again, I, that's when I was like, Greg. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. And he goes down and puts the dunk down. Um, you know, Coro ends up bumping Heston. Heston misses both free throws, unfortunately. 89, 84 ends up being the final score. And um, – mm-hmm. You know, double overtime, Lob City escapes in large part to the finals MVP, um, Greg Holt. Um, crazy overtime, but the only couple things I forgot, Lob in that fourth quarter during that massive comeback, they made seven of 12 free throws during that stretch, uh, the final yeah. minute eight. So, yeah, I mean, you know, can't do much better than that except making them all. Heston and Campbell right. each had nine points in that final minute eight. They split it wow. even, the 18 mm-hmm. points that each had nine. And so the two-headed monster all game. Um, kind of looking at this box score really quick because, again, crazy finals. Um, Greg Holt named finals MVP. 84 points for the Werewolves. Brian Heston had 41, 16 rebounds, four blocks, three steals. Like, he stuffed it. Dave Campbell yeah. had 40, uh, made six three-pointers, and had five rebounds himself. And then Robert Corsi had two points on a dunk. And Jared, Jared Gansert had the one free throw in the third quarter. And that's it for their 84 points. Greg Holt had 36. Cody Crawford added 20. And he was shooting it, you know, really well. Um, five three-pointers for Cody. Uh, and Victor Cashew Jr. 
0 for 5 from 3, which is crazy. He took mm-hmm. five threes, but 11 points, eight rebounds, and two blocks for him. And Josh Smith, eight points, nine rebounds. Um, you know, I think this, this was your first time watching the game, right? It was, yeah. It was my first time watching it, and it was, it was pretty awesome. Like, you know, the, obviously the first half was definitely stale, um, but then when we get to the, the latter part of the game, dude, it was just – it yeah. was awesome. And, and like you said, when we got to the second overtime, it wasn't going to favor the werewolves because the cream is always going to rise to the, to the top there. And, like, we're going over this box score. We see it. two guys literally made any impact for the werewolves. It was a two-man show. Gino was sick. No one else really did much besides grab a few rebounds. And obviously on the lob side, we had Crawford going off, Holt going off, Vic, of course, always making an impact. And then all the way down the list, they had guys scoring six points, two points here and there. But that, that was really the difference. There was no help off the bench. You can't expect these two players to keep up this ridiculous pace for the entire game. It just, it just can't happen. It, it's not feasible. They scored uh, 81 combined of 84. I've never, I've actually never seen anything like that in my entire life. Yeah. And I actually lied earlier, Mikey Palumbo, not even in this game. He joined the team the next season. Um, it okay, was Coro yeah. playing one of his last games in legacy with Lob City. Um, yeah. We're going to, we're going to get into some of these different categories we have. I think a really great one to start with is the most rewatchable sequence or play. Mm-hmm. And so we can, we can decide on one, but the two that stand out to me, um, I would say Brian Heston in that first overtime. We talked about the bank three. He had yeah. the floater going. You know, he's blocking a shot at the other end and coming down and going in hard on Joey Coro after 40 minutes of basketball and, you know, not trying to lay it in soft. Really, you know, Brian put on a show. So I think his performance, obviously that last minute of the fourth quarter and especially overtime was like Brian Heston's like mm-hmm. – who is Brian Heston? You're going to show that overtime. Um, defense, offense, three. Right. Yeah. Uh, and also that Greg Holt step back. You know, it, it's one of those plays. I, I had like the angle from the – I mean, obviously the cameras, I was doing the cameras. You have the same angle I did. But um, mm-hmm. step back three over Brian Heston, down four. Nothing's going your way. It's a huge, huge shot. Um, those are the two that I think are most rewatchable for me. Yeah. Yeah, that was – those are both pretty sick. I, I lean towards, like you, you just said, uh, Heston, the final, like, 10 seconds of the game. I feel like that's the most rewatchable for me because he hits that super hard three at the top of the key to bring it to a three-point game. Then Cody Crawford could have been gone all by himself for a wide-open layup on that deep pass. Uh, Heston's there to bother him yep. and I, I mean I don't think Cody's going to drop that by himself I think he felt the pressure uh, loses the ball off his knee and then next thing we know he that beautiful inbounds play gets to Heston he chucks it up almost makes it and then yeah. obviously gets fouled buries the three free throws that's that's the type of sequence that I could watch over and over because it's like there's only one way that this team can actually come back and make this game tied really there's there's something freak is going to happen and mm-hmm. well that's what happened and, and it was led by Heston on both ends of the court yeah Heston yeah without yeah he's the one starting that freaky stuff exactly like you're talking about yeah yeah he has his hand in all of that um what's age the best and so I think 
we talked about it before we came on, but Tyler Cruz on Snapchat, I think, you know, his facial hair on point. I think that is oh, yeah. really well. Um, shout Beautiful. out Tyler Cruz. <laughs> um, also, what this meant for the league. I mean, it was a great season. Like I talked about, four teams that really all had a chance to win it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Wob was undefeated, there was a lot of close games in that regular season. The Swish Kebabs were a really, really hard matchup for a lot of teams. And then to have a six seed in the finals come this close to winning, like I talked about, Lob City, whether they were Green Squad or the Alliance, you know, that core that Lob City had, had won every title. Yeah. They had won every title pretty easily, except for one finals that did go into overtime, possibly, I think it was just one overtime against Boom Shakalaka, where they did have a chance to tie it and force another overtime. Um, so it was a, that was the only other close finals we had in Rhode Island up until this point. And this was beyond close. Werewolves had a four-point lead with a minute to go in that first overtime. Um, it meant a lot for the league. I think it, you know, we saw this past season, you know, Duye's boys a nine seed. And they weren't really a nine seed, even though that was their seed. I mean, they, you know, had some close games that didn't go their way. Realistically, they were more like the fourth or fifth best team in the league throughout right. the whole season. But nine seed nonetheless, upset the top seed, go all the way, win the title, um, you know kind of have to look to the werewolves who kind of started that and that meant a lot for the league that had been dominated by one team up until this point yeah I think that's a really good point um for me what age the best is well I think the cool thing is most of these players are still in the league Mm -hmm. which is which is pretty cool and they're they're still some of the best teams in the league um but for me it's kind of just seeing how the crowd there was decent but yeah. then we go to the finals this year and we see how crazy that game was and I think this might have been like the launching point for that like wow this this league is pretty sick like uh everyone that plays in it actually like cares a lot and uh then we see this entire like I mean the whole season was, was pretty awesome obviously but then we got to the playoffs and especially the finals and the crowds were just absolutely crazy it was like better than a lot of high school games I've been to. So I, mm-hmm. I think maybe that played a part in it for sure. Yeah. This did set up an awesome summer 19 season, which you were a part of, um, you know, seeing it um, start to finish. And yeah, it was a really good way to kind of lead into that summer 19. As far as what's aged the worst, I think Lob City. I think, I think some, of their, <laughs> some of their antics, they know. I mean, um, yeah. Start of the fourth quarter yelling air ball when Gino 40, um, you know, yeah. hits, you know, doesn't hit anything on like the first shot of the fourth quarter. Um, you know, it almost came back to bite them. Um, you know, they're obviously a really good team and they'll be back for the summer as well. They lost to good you in the semifinals the next season. So, um, yeah, they, they know they have some work to do. Um, what, what age the worst for you? I think I think that's a really good point because the refs always have like a target on Lob City's back. It's not like a hoax or nothing. Like it's openly talked about. So their antics are definitely uh, not loved by everyone in the league. But I would say what's aged the worst is still the Werewolves bench because I was going to say that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, their their depth just hasn't been there. Like no matter how good. Um, Heston is or uh, Campbell unfortunately he was hurt in the summer but he's obviously a great player uh, or Gino like no matter what they still don't have that depth or those 
extra guys off the bench, um, <laughs> which have aged poorly until this point. But now with yeah. the introduction of Jose Mercado, well, right. now we're looking at a different story. Right. And it's, you know, up until this point, that had been a storyline for the werewolves. Like, mm-hmm. yes, they have, you know, Dave Campbell and Brian Heston and Gino Forty shows up. They're awesome. And it's like they need one more piece to show up. And we were talking about that all season, even the season before. Mm-hmm. And it stinks for them that they couldn't fix it. And, it, you know, it is what it is when you're playing with your friends and, you know, you're trying right. to make it work. But for it to highlight itself in a game like this, when this, like, with how, how everything went down, if one other person hits a shot, who knows? Or, it, you know, for it to highlight itself in the finals – um, when you're that close and you get 40 point performances from Heston mm-hmm. and Campbell, it makes it hurt that much more. And, you know, I know that they've been trying to fix it. You know, Yarsi over the summer was a great addition. And now like we talked about yep. Jose Mercado, um, allegedly, I guess, I guess we technically have to say that until everything's submitted, but right. um, Jose Mercado joining the werewolves and Dave Campbell will be back, which is awesome. Um, he got injured in like yeah. the second or third game um, in the summer, but, it stinks for something like that to have to really like highlight itself is like the best way to put it in a game like this. Um, I think the jer- jerseys age the worst too. I mean, I know you're used to the new fancy ones, which isn't fair, but yeah. um, these were super cool at the time and they had the logo on the back and it was awesome. And like after a one season with the new jerseys we have going back, I'm like, God, those stink. <laughs> those, yeah. those are so yeah. bad. Um, but that's how it was. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's what we're looking at. Um, this one, I don't even write anything down for, so I'm super curious what you have. The greatest what if that you can come up with or sliding doors moments. So kind of just to explain this, obviously we're taking a lot of stuff from, you know, um, the ringer and, and Bill Simmons podcast, but for example, what if James Harden was never traded? That would be right, a right. what if or sliding doors, then it would impact this. Would Kevin Durant ever leave? Would he have gone to the Celtics instead if he had, you know, if the Thunder had won a title with Harden, does he then go right to the Celtics instead of the Warriors? It impacts a whole bunch of stuff, sliding doors. Um, what's the, the greatest what if from this game for you? Uh, for me, the greatest what if has to be Heston's driving floater at the end of overtime. Because if that drops uh, – and they, they win the championship, we could be looking at a totally different deal with this team. They could be getting, you know, tons of people might have wanted to flock to their team uh, after that, um, instead of like we just talked about, you know, bench being an issue for them. Uh, so if that shot was to drop, it would, one, be like an iconic video moment for Legacy Leagues as, as a whole. Mm-hmm. And for two, it would have just been such a sick moment and probably would have helped their future as well. Yeah. Um kind of goes right along with if Greg doesn't hit the step back three, you know, very similar what happens the rest of the game and how that impacts the rest of the league or future teams. Yeah. I think that's definitely the best one. What if Lob City takes care of the ball (laughs) or (laughs) takes a knee, burns the clock. Um, The best heat check. So we do need a player to name this after and Cody Crawford didn't do enough in this game for it to be the Cody Crawford heat check award. But um like I talked about, I think some nominees for the best heat check have to be Brian Heston, even that last 10 seconds, and then into that first overtime. That's a real heat check. Um, Heston and Campbell each scoring nine points in the final minute eight of regulation. They both were on fire, really the whole game. 
but it, it magnifies itself at the end of that fourth quarter when they both kind of just go off and, and don't miss. Um, it could be anything, though. It doesn't necessarily have to be a player. What's, what's your best e-check? Um, yeah, honestly, it's hard to go with anything besides, you know, the two of them splitting those 18 points at the end of the game. Like, yeah, to me, it was like name one after both of them. I know Holt went off in, in double OT and Cody Crawford is like a, a walking heat check in normal games. But for me in, in this game, it was like Heston, I'm checking that bang. He made it Campbell. I'm checking that bang. He would make it like, honestly, that's what they were doing. They were, they were coming up the court. They were either, either getting to the hole or they were pulling up from three. And, you know, when the game really mattered, they were hitting at like a 75, 80% clip. Like it, it, it was crazy. I can't really – it's hard for me to name it after anyone a lot because for when the game really mattered, no one was really on fire. Right, right. Yeah, I think those two um, definitely take it for this one, um, mm. their performances. And Greg Holt, you know, nothing to sneeze at, 36 points on 13 of 26 shooting. So, yeah, you know, he, he, he had a great game um, as well, you know, shooting the ball. But um, his was, like, more spread out, again, until that double overtime when he scored all seven mm. of Lob City's points. Um, greatest coaching fuck up, and we're gonna call this the Chris Rodzinski Award because in the <laughs> finals of the, uh, <laughs> I just I had to, you know, have fun with it. He will uh, hate this award, but greatest coaching fuck up or the Chris Rodzinski Award. I think not having Greg Holt in in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think whoever mm-hmm. would, you know the werewolves actually have coaches. You can see them in the video. They're like in their polo and khakis, yeah. and they're all good to go. Lob City, not so much, but. They kind of coach by committee almost. Um, yeah, not having Greg Holt in at the end of the fourth quarter, they corrected it by starting him in overtime, which is awesome. And who knows how that conversation went. But um, right. I think that has I just to don't be know the how happens. Yeah, I think that has to be the – any other coaching stuff that was shocking? Um, to me, it was just at some point – you got to be able to shut down two guys. So they, they, I feel like they should have made some sort of um, adjustment defensively because, like we said, it was 80, 81 points for two guys. Um, you know, whether you're throwing an extra guy at whoever one of them has the ball or your box and wanting them, trying on tuning them, whatever it was, some adjustment should have been made because if you really wanted to stop two guys, you could have stopped two guys and blown that game out of the water, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And it almost cost them um, mm-hmm. not adjusting in that way. The best chemistry or bench guy. And so I think um, Josh Smith does a great job. I know he played a lot and we mentioned him in the yeah. box score. Um, the werewolves coaches are always hilarious with their clipboard and they're like over there clapping. And you can tell at the start of overtime, I actually get a really good shot of the werewolves bench when Heston banks in the three right off the tip and Gino and everybody's going crazy on the bench. Um, that's, yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the best bench moments, but um, did you have a, a, a better bench or, or even chemistry guy? You know, the bench guy, like it's kind of a <clears throat> hard thing, but even like a chemistry person. Right. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure hundred percent sure if Coro came off the bench or not. Um, Definitely, like you mentioned, werewolves coaches, I think they did a great job. But I'd say Joey Coro, honestly, he had six points and he was definitely a presence inside, um, seven rebounds. You know, the bench from both these teams wasn't amazing. If uh, 
but I'd say it would be Joey Coro if anyone. If we're going by chemistry, it would obviously have to be the two two guys on yeah. the werewolves being Heston and Campbell, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, hmm. So this one's kind of tricky always, but and we can always skip it. Best half baked big picture take. So this would be something that you didn't really put a lot of thought into. It's half baked, mm-hmm. fully baked. It's not a full cake yet. So, <laughs> yeah. but a big picture take, and um, you know, I think Lob City to this point, I'm sure entered the game thinking they were going to dominate, and so you know, how do you come into a game like that over and over and over, and especially coming off that swish win I talked about, down 13 at halftime, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, big big picture take. I mean was huge for them to to keep that dynasty going and this was kind of the start of the collapse of that dynasty and so um yeah you have anything for this one it's tricky it, it is tricky but I, I think yeah like i said obviously i didn't put much thought into it <laughs> but the take i would get out of this is that i think it puts heston down as like the premier player in in the rhode island league that we've had so far yeah. Um, just like legacy wise, because like this game, no matter what, he put the team on his back. He uh, led them back. And, you know, he continues to do it year in and year out on the defensive end, offensive end. He just kind of, he puts his team on his back. And I think pretty much, yeah, that's what I get to go with. Because like you said, it, it definitely is the start of the downfall for Lob. Not that they're a bad team now, but we obviously saw a little regression uh, in this in the summer season from the winter. Yeah, that's a great, yeah, big picture take. I think kind of looking at everything as a whole, um, this cemented Heston's place um, in in that big picture outlook of the league and like three-time defensive player of the year. You know, a ton of awards for Brian Heston, but doing it on a big stage oh. like this um, and making the plays he did was massive. Um, this one should be, an easy one and a fun one too. Apex Mountain. So who in this game or, or involved with this game, was this the best point of their career? And whether we want to do it, you know, we can just throw stuff out and have fun too. Like this might be the best cruise level ever to look. Who knows with that facial hair, but this might be his Apex Mountain. <laughs> but um, yeah. people are still playing. So obviously it's difficult. And Brian Heston can come back and win a title this year. And then that's obviously his Apex. But to this point today on March 13th, um, April 13th, March 13th, April 13th, <laughs> 2020, I think it's Greg Holt's Apex Mountain in the Legacy Leagues. I think his performance in this game and answering the way he did, I think that's one of those. Um, I would have said right after this season, uh, the, uh, the Winter 19 season, that this was the Apex Mountain for low seeds in the finals. I, I mean, I would have thought this was the best a six seed or lower could ever do in the finals in the legacy leagues, especially with all the talent we have. And I was proven wrong the next season as a nine seed went all the way and ran it. But um, yeah. What kind of stuff do you have? Sorry, I lost you for a second. Um, Yeah, it's okay. uh, Yeah. For, for me, I would probably go with Dave Campbell and it's not because I know what he's, I know what he's capable of. I've seen it. But now, coming off the, the knee injury, um, I think he's done with college ball now. So, 
it kind of begs the question, is he ever going to be as good anymore? I hope he is. And I, I know he's, he's capable of being a really great player, but you know, it comes down to a big knee injury and a year off and no longer being a full-time basketball player. It could, could definitely be difficult to get back to, you know, a 40 point type of championship game. But I, I really hope he does because uh, when him and Hester are going off, it's fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. I think you could argue this was the apex mountain for the refs. I think this was a <laughs> really, really, I don't know if it'll ever get better. Um, a great that's a shout game. out to Chip and Benny for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and probably for Legacy League's comebacks, I think this is the apex mountain, um, almost undoubtedly. An 18-4 yeah. run in the final minute. You know, we're going to say it probably three more times on this podcast, but that is insane um, to be standing there with a minute left and to still somehow force overtime. And, you know, we already went over all that, but that is crazy. Um, hottest retroactive take you wish you had in the moment. So you weren't even following the league at that point, but I'm sure you could think mm-hmm. back. My hottest retroactive take was that the werewolves even had a chance. Um, I came into that game just like I've seen it so many times before with Lob City. Let's go through the motions, you know, let's break down the game. But, you know, ultimately, Lob City is a better team, consistently a better team, and they should be able to stop two guys, you know, from doing the type of damage they ended up doing and should be able to kind of cruise and pick up that defense and really just shut down the werewolves. And that's it. It was a cool season, you know, good stuff. But, boy. (laughs) was I wrong and uh I think that's you know never again in legacy leagues I mean that's kind of what this started never again will any anyone go into a game thinking that they can't you know win a lot of times there are lopsided matchups but you know this wasn't the most lopsided we've ever seen and especially in a playoffs where it's one and done now especially you never know um you know somebody gets hot and things can happen like the basket hounds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but you know, yeah, like you said, I wasn't totally, I wasn't a part of the league at that point. But I had friends on Duyes Boys, so I was kind of like following it. I was following the the league account, and at that point, honestly, my my biggest take about the league in general, because I can't really say what my take was on the game, was that this league seems pretty cool. I don't really know what the deal is, but. I'd like to like try, try and be a part of it because for everything I heard, it's, it's an awesome league and stuff like that. So I can't really give my insight to the game whatsoever, but definitely give my insight from, from the outside. I was thinking this league seems pretty cool. I'd like to be a part of it. And, you know, a few months later I was. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, <laughs> best unintentional comedy. So stuff that made you laugh that isn't supposed to make you laugh or wasn't funny yeah. in the moment. But now that we look back, it was funny. Um, the perfect one for me, because I'm obviously trying to make sure overtime goes well while also filming live on Facebook. So that's fun. I'm walking by like Lob City, like the start of overtime. They're pissed that they're even in overtime. Like they're shocked and mad and Cody Crawford's in prime Cody Crawford mood. Um, and I'm just like, hey, like one, you know, Every foul is two shots, one time out of team, like just so there's no confusion because you'll get mad at me if I somehow, you know, don't tell you and whatever. And he, you can hear it on the camera at the start of overtime. I'm walking through like half court and he's like, I don't want to hear shit, bro. I'm like, all right, I'm out, whatever. Just trying to give you the, you know, the, the rundown. Um, a lot of ball don't lie. 
a lot of ball don't lie being yelled during free throws. Um, yeah. It was really, really funny because people would like get fouled and they'd be pissed and they'd miss the first one and just ball don't lie. Whether it was Joey Coro or like Josh, yeah. like a ton of ball don't lie. I was loving it. Um, and then at the start of double overtime, I think it was Cruz and I, so this is after Heston misses the, the lefty floater going to double overtime. Okay. And um, I think I just said out loud because Cruz was next to me. I was like, you know, like, just like I said, the longer this goes, the more it favors Lob City. Mm-hmm. And he's like, like, why? Why do you say that? And I'm like, Lob's just better. <laughs> and that was where yeah. the conversation ended. And the fact that yeah. I said that is really funny. But, I mean, it's, it's true. They're, they're just a better team. And so the longer a game like that goes, you only have so many chances. And the longer it goes, the more it favors the more talented team. But what stuff made you laugh? Um, it's actually funny that you brought up the timeout thing because I chuckled after Lob called their timeout and you were like, I told you you only have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that definitely made me chuckle because they're just like, I don't know, they get so heated on the court. But um, this, act, this pertains to Lob actually getting heated on the court is uh, the funniest thing for me is just after any call that could be close is just watching their reaction. It's mm-hmm. just, it's hilarious. It's like, you watch three guys go go after the ref like are you crazy what um you know on on any call that could go either way and uh that always just kind of cracks me up even watching their games in the summer that that's just how they are um you know we've talked about it but they uh they're definitely not the quietest team out there and they're not afraid to give their opinion and uh it's definitely comedy at some points for sure uh and when they started feeling the pressure in this game, uh, they, they definitely started letting it loose for sure. And I think the refs actually did a great job and, uh, you know, they kept a great handle over the entire game. Yeah. One thing I just thought of when um, Justin Tavis threw the ball to the ref on accident and yeah. like eight seconds left. <laughs> um, Chip is closest to me because the inbounds was happening at the other corner. And mm-hmm. um they're like arguing just like you're talking about which I mean I get it and so at that point they've already played three and 0.99 quarters of basketball so you know everyone's already like shut up play the game like we're not doing this mm-hmm. and so Chip is like if you want to if you want to you know if you want to ask me a question call a timeout and so Cody goes all right timeout and they call timeout and then Cody comes up and talks to Chip like literally like so nonchalant um and I was like, Chip, rookie mistake, man. You got to know if they have a timeout or not before you say that because uh, yeah. we'll take one uh, just to come over and, and ask some questions. So I was dying. Um, yeah, absolute ball busters, but it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, classic. <laughs> no, Cody, and I, I've, he's, he's admitted this, so I have no problem saying this. Cody's a great dude. I, I, I like Cody. Oh, yeah. Great. When, mm-hmm. Whenever a game starts and he's involved, like I no longer like Cody Crawford. But literally, <laughs> when the game ends – to when the next one starts, I'm, Cody Crawford's great. Great, great guy. Oh, yeah. Good dude. Him, real, but Him and Vic, like, those guys yeah. are, like, big competitors. So right. it, it, you definitely get a different version of them on and off the court. Right, <laughs> right. Once the horn sounds, like, all right, I'll talk yeah. to you. Um, <laughs> the last one before we kind of do some final thoughts is probably unanswerable questions. Mm-hmm. So I don't even really come up with any, but we can kind of – throw some around on the spot and people can comment or, you know, tweet at the league, any questions or, you know, stuff that we may not even be able to answer, but yeah, I mean like, well, what was Justin Tavis thinking? Like we kind of know what he was thinking, but 
man, in that time, like, it's a huge turnover that probably right. will never happen again in legacy leagues. But, like, mm-hmm. man, like, how does that happen? Um, or even some of the plays that Lob City made in that final minute. Like, any, any questions that you had that were like, I know I can't answer it, but, God. Right. I'd, I'd like to know, like, Lob City's thought process when you're up um, 14 with, like, a minute left. I'd like to know – What's the feeling on the court? Is it because it looked very nonchalant, very we've got this type of thing? So I, I'm definitely interested uh, from their point of view to to be like, huh. were you guys feeling comfortable? Were you guys tense? Like, what what was the deal there? Because it definitely, to me, just kind of seemed like a little bit of a lackadaisical approach to the last final minute and a half of the game. I know I'm not on lob, but definitely comfortable and mm-hmm. maybe too comfortable for. Yeah you know, anything can happen when it comes to sports, but um, yeah, this was awesome. Any, any final thoughts? I mean, I need sports. So I was like, cool. How can we like watch sports? Yeah. Like this was awesome. But um, last thoughts. No, I, I was just happy because up to this point, I've only heard about the game. I never watched the game. Uh, so it was great, honestly, to go back and watch it. And like you said, we don't have sports right now, which is absolutely killing me. But uh, this is definitely something that was that was great to do because that was a legitimately like awesome game on any level. I'd watch that type of game, and uh, especially legacy leagues, and just kind of watching how it seems like. Even though I knew what the result was, it's going to be I, still watching. You're like, how does this happen? Like, what changes? What are the plays that happen? And uh, just seeing what Heston and Campbell did down the stretch was pretty amazing. And then. Lob City kind of just having the balls to be like, all right, momentum's not in our favor, but we're going to come back right now. We're going to show who the best team is. And uh, Greg Holt taking over at the end just honestly was was pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of – I know what happens, and I know we're going to overtime. Mm-hmm. But what? <laughs> yeah. Like, the score really that right now? Like, right. wait. And so that's why yeah, it was super cool to go back and – um, you know, I lived it. So it was cool in the moment, obviously, to experience mm-hmm. something like this. It's a different kind of cool to go back when you know what's going to happen and, and watch it like, okay, I know we're going to overtime, but it's going to happen now, right? Like they get that steal and then Heston airballs it. And you're like, oh my yeah. God, they airball it. And they like, we're still <laughs> going to go to overtime. Like, really? Like, right. How that, is that's what happen? I kept saying. I was like, wait, how did they miss here? And how did they make right. free throws here? And how do they still go to overtime? Like, when he missed that step back, I was like, I think I'm watching the wrong game. I'm like, <laughs> they still made it happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This was a lot of fun. Um, more rewatchables yeah, to come for sure. If anyone has any game suggestions, you know, we're going to be posting all over. But you can always tweet at us or message us, whatever, at legacy underscore leagues. Just trying to fill some time before the summer 19 season starts. It's supposed to start in June. May get pushed to push to July. Hopefully, it doesn't get pushed to the fall. Like, I still want to do something this summer for sure. But uh, a lot of unknowns. So in the meantime, we're just gonna kind of relive some old moments and you know start some conversations, make some new enemies, and uh, you know start some Twitter wars, which is the best thing. Um, I think we all yes. need that at a time like this. But Christian, um, stay well, stay healthy for sure. Um, I'm sure Thanks. I'll be seeing you, you again. Too. Um, yeah, and uh, thanks for coming on. Hope you had a hope you had fun. Um, I did. It's cool rewatching time. Cool. Yeah. Um, this is the first episode of the Rewatchable. Stay tuned for more, and thanks for watching.